OMG, guess what? We here. What is up, y'all? So I don't know if I want to call this podcast Building Bitches Podcast or Let's Build Bit Podcast. I'm not really sure, but welcome to Building Bitches Podcast. <laughs> My name is me. Now, listen, I created this podcast because I have two goals in mind. I want to encourage you and I want to empower you to be the best bitch, the best woman that you can be. And that's what this podcast is really focused around. My supporters for so long have just kind of encouraged me to do podcasting for a couple reasons. Let me tell you why. People, for one, love the sound of my voice. <laughs> I've gotten it my whole life. People really love it. Um, supposedly, the sound of my voice is very cool. Uh, what's the word? Soothing, calming, relaxing. But okay, outside of my voice, people think that I really give good insight. And I'll be honest, I do give good insight. So a lot of people really, really encourage me to build this podcast because of those main two reasons. They love my insight and my voice. Um, so my goal of this podcast, y'all, is really just to kind of create a space where you can come to be encouraged and empowered via stories, via testimonies, via insight. We'll focus a lot on me, what I learned through my life, my trauma, girl. We'll focus a lot on present, not present day, but what people just go through, women especially. Um, I'm going to teach you how to think. I'm going to teach you how to move. I'm going to teach you what shit really means. Um, and honestly, you'll just be able to relate, okay? So this is my first podcast. <laughs> I'm nervous because I'm like, ooh, are you going to post this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but you know what? Let me tell you what I did. I said, I have been contemplating on this for a long time. And I was like, you know what? The more I keep contemplating, I'm not going to get it done. And I'm like, do it. Like, just do it. I really didn't know the direction, but I was just like, you got to jump into this. I knew what I wanted to do, but... It was like, I got to plan this out right, and it got to be right. And I'm like, girl, I feel like get into it. What happened was, let me tell you what inspired this first episode. I was on my Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Nini Tanae. I was on my Instagram, and I had posted about, um, I posted on my story about how I was getting feedback from my clients about how effective therapy has been for them and, you know, how it's just changing their lives. And side note, I am a therapist. So um, it kind of encouraged me because I really be doubting myself a lot, y'all, like doubting my abilities, doubting my strengths, like all this shit. That self-doubt is kind of crazy. And we'll talk about that during this podcast, you know, along the line. But anywho, it just really reassured me. So I got a DM from somebody and the girl was like, listen, honey, don't doubt yourself because you be building bitches and you built me and I'm here for it. And I was like, ooh, I love that. Like, you be building bitches. <laughs> because that's my goal. Like, if I can build you, if I can encourage you and empower you to step out on your own faith, use your own strengths, recognize yourself, go for what you want, bitch, I'm all for it. And I've done that for a lot of women, women <laughs> a lot of women throughout my life. So that's what kind of encouraged this and prompted this, right? So here we are. No true, clear direction, but I'll tell you right now, filming this, I like it. For me, I don't feel like I need a direction because that'll make me contemplate it and plan it more. Today, I just kind of jumped in and I was like, fuck it. We're going to see how it goes. And I think this may be a really good episode. How long these episodes going to be, bitch? I don't know, okay? But let me tell you my idea. Um, I'll kind of give you guys, we'll talk about me. We'll talk about whatever. I don't really know. I bought this book right? 
because I do want you guys to engage. The name of this book is called 3,000 Questions About Me, okay? Let me tell you who is by, because I need to, I bought this question, I bought this book because I said, wow, 3,000 questions, girl. I want to go through the book. I want to read the question, answer the question, of course, relating to me, incorporate maybe my experience in it, my thoughts on it, maybe recall a time, and then I want you guys to answer the questions in the comment section um, just to get engagement. So I like the idea. This is by the company Pika Daily. Pika Daily? I don't really know. But um, it's called... 3,000 questions about me. If I can link it in the comment section, I will. I'll remember. And you'll find it. And I think this is a good book. I love questions. I really do. You learn so much about people via questions. Hence the reason I'm a therapist. <laughs> because I will ask you question after question after question just to get you thinking. And that's what questions are for. You know, I love questions. So let's get into the first question. Girl. This is first the first question out of 3,000. So Ah, this says, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Ooh, that's kind of like a vague question, right? What's my idea of perfect happiness? I don't know, because I noticed that a lot of people, when they say, I just want to be happy, and you ask them, well, what is happy for you? They can't really describe it. Sometimes it's unrealistic. I don't want to have no worries. I don't want to be stressed out. And it's like, well, you know, through life, that's going to be a thing. So I would say perfect happiness for myself, y'all, I'm going to tell you this. Perfect happiness for myself would be feeling confident um, and feeling really fully like walking into how I am and trusting and in, in becoming who I am. That would be perfect happiness. Included in that would be just great relationships with my family and friends, building my friend, my social supports, like managing my worries okay a lot of times I just kind of doubt myself a lot of times I doubt situations a lot of times I don't trust my own goddamn instincts like yeah so I think perfect happiness for me will literally literally be just kind of lessening my self-doubt and my worries in a sense um and getting out of my head just kind of learning to be present and learning to just kind of taking things as it is and trusting myself now let's talk about this right I hear a lot of times when people talk about, I don't really know how to make good decisions or I'm bad at decision making, right? And I've said it myself. <laughs> One thing that I've always said I've been bad at is making decisions. And I never really understood, like, why you say you're bad at making decisions? And one day I just kind of had to look at my life. And I just kind of reflected on where I've come from and where I am in my life. And I'm like, girl, a bitch like you, why would you say you're bad at making decisions? And then I kind of just learned, and now I want to kind of teach you. Most of the times, and especially given my history, the reason why I was bad at making decisions was I was put in a position very early to make decisions. I was put in a position very early to make decisions. I said it to say, as a child girl, I had to make fucking adult decisions. That could be a reason why people feel like, they don't know how to make decisions. But another thing is sometimes people really do rely on reassurance. And even growing up, even throughout life, people never really have had reassurance. Reassurance is so big where people need to hear like, oh, I like your thought. or Oh, you did good on that. or Oh, you know what? That's nice. So I believe in you. 
sometimes a lot of people really need to hear that. And we lack a lot of that. You know, have you ever had somebody tell you or just reassure you like you ever felt like, damn, I just need another opinion. Like, am I thinking this through? Does this make sense? Do do Can I be able to do it? And somebody else step in and be like, you can do it. I believe in you. You kind of feel reassured. Or, you know, if you worried about if you handle the situation right, right? Like, damn, let me see. Did I did I do this right? And somebody like, no, nah, you did exactly what needed to be done. It's that reassurance, bitch, that just be like, you know what? Okay. So I think that a lot of times when people say they don't know how to make decisions or they bad at decision making, I think you can rely heavy on, on those two things. Either earlier in life, you was placed in a position where you had to make decisions at a very young age and or you're just a person who really needs reassurance. There's other factors that go into that, too. Sometimes people are just not even confident in their abilities. But again, I think that stems from early on. Like parents really don't realize how much children really do need to be what reassured. You know, they need to be praised in a sense. Sometimes we take things for granted. You ever see if you are a parent, I'm not a parent, but you ever see your niece, your nephew, your kids or any type of child. When they do something, they so pressed to show you. And it's the simplest, dumbest thing ever. And it's like, look, look what I did. You know, kids love kind of being hyped up, like kind of like they like being pushed. You know, it builds their esteem. Truly, the more that you praise children, the more that you congratulate them, the more that you acknowledge them, their efforts, the more that you reassure them, it builds esteem. So it could be people who are just not really confident you know, in themselves. And they say, I'm not good at making decisions. And that's something I want you to think about. It's those three things, you know, I want to see where you guys kind of fall in those categories. Are you a person who says that I don't really know how to make decisions or I'm not really good at decision making? It could be just to give you some insight on those type of things. Um, Where did I want to go with this? I was about to take this someplace else. Now, girl, I'm going to tell you something. When I get to talking, Bitch, I get and I goes in. Okay, <laughs> I really do. Um, so let me tell you. So for me, right, when I say I was put in a position to make decisions at a very early age, some of you guys know my story, and if I have some new listeners, then you'll learn my story now, right? So when I was younger, I had parents who um suffer from drugs. Sorry, suffer from addiction, right? Now, some of you guys may not have had parents who was drug addicted. I'm just going to kind of give you a little insight on what that looks like. Most of the times when you have parents, caretakers who are dependent on a substance, they are never, ever really present, meaning physically, (laughs) mentally, emotionally. Most times they are not fucking present. Um, My parents never really ever were present, you know, they spent a lot of their time kind of like getting high um, in the house, outside the house, but a lot of their time was kind of dedicated to getting high. So therefore, my parents had children and um, I had siblings. And because my parents wasn't home, girl, at the age of six, girl, I wouldn't even say that, at the age as I can't really remember ages from like I think the earliest I can remember remember is maybe five, okay? And I do remember, like, having to take hold of a responsibility, meaning who will feed the children? Us. (laughs) Who's going to bathe us? Who's going to entertain us? When something go wrong with somebody, what are we going to do? 
So because my mother was very absent, right, I had to take on or fill the position of a woman. I really did. I only saw what I only knew what to do what I saw. So my mother would give, get us in the tub. <laughs> my mother would cook. You know, my mother would if something was wrong and she was available to help, she would do those things. So I had to go off of what I thought was right. But I'll tell you, nobody was there to tell me what the fuck to do. So, again, at six, you got to think. <laughs> I only had, honestly, I would say three years of life experience because children really don't remember stuff from the ages of zero up to three. I think you start forming memories you know, the earliest you can go back to remember stuff is like four, but there are very few people who can remember shit at the age of three. So I say, if anything, I had maybe three years of life experience and I'm trying to do adult decisions, make adult decisions, girl. Imagine that. So I was put in a very confusing position when I was young. And I mean, cooking, girl, let me tell you what it was like for me cooking. I ain't know shit about cooking. <laughs> How to cook? What is that? Girl, I would go to the damn cabinets or whatever, and I would find some canned goods in there, girl, dump some shit out, spread some shit on something, <laughs> and that's it. Whether you don't like it, whether you like it or you don't, we just got to eat it because I know we got to eat shit. My stomach says we got to eat. Y'all walk around here talking about y'all got to eat. It was that, right? But let me tell you, it was very devastating, very devastating to see that I didn't really know what to do. You know, it was very devastating to see that. The meal that I did prepare, my siblings didn't like it or it was hard for my siblings to eat it and or they ate it and still wasn't satisfied. In a sense, you know, it was just like, damn, you know, I guess I'm not good enough. No, come on now. I'm only working with what I got. But you see the messages it sent like it's not reassuring. You know, <laughs> you just kind of facing that on your own. So for me, girl. Early on, I was just like, damn, I don't really know how to, I don't know what to do. You know, I really don't. I'm going to try some shit and hopefully it works. It's so interesting, though, because if you talk to my siblings, they would have never, ever, ever known how hard it was for me to try to take care of them. Because in my mind, they don't need to know. Again, adopting adult behaviors and patterns. Do you really know when adults is upset? You can't really tell. They hide that shit. You know, they make it seem like life is so great. It's not till you get older and you realize some shit really <laughs> ain't right. Right. So <laughs> I say all that to say my siblings never really knew the impact on me trying to raise them as such a young, young girl. They thought everything was fine. I mean, shit, I comfort them. You know, I entertained them. I played with them. I fed them. I excuse me, I looked out for them. If we was outside playing, I got you in my sight. All of these things. It's like I had to adopt a parental role. Also, I was the only female in the house. I'll tell you this. Women, it is so important to be in little girls' lives. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is very important. Spend time with your daughter. If you ain't got no kids, spend time with your sister. Little girls need female presence. They really fucking do. I say all that to say, and y'all hear, I say all, I, I will say that all the time. I say all that to say, I'll say all that. Girl, shut up. But anyway, my point is, the absence of my mother, I felt like I had to fill those that role, you know. My brothers ain't had no motherly figure there. And to me, naturally, I am a nurturing, caring person. 
naturally. But I'll tell you, I don't know if that's always been me my whole life or if I had to kind of develop that. Um, I always remember me being super caring. <laughs> I am that now. So I think that my siblings just kind of gravitated to me. But I also had to hop into that role where if they wanted to lay down and go to sleep, come on, I'll caress your hair, I'll massage you and go to bed. You get what I'm saying? If you're crying and something is upset, you're going to come to me. It was natural. But my mom wasn't there, you know, so I, I really didn't know how to be a woman. I really didn't know. I just kind of was guessing. So let me wrap this up. As this shows up in my life today or throughout life, girl, I was really placed in a lot of moments of having to make huge decisions on my own. Nobody really there to tell me, oh, this makes sense. Oh, you did. I had to go off my own fucking instincts. Now, to God be the glory, my instincts have always helped me. My instincts have always kind of, you know, worked out for the better. But there's been some times where I had a lack of judgment. And those times hit hit the worst, girl. It don't matter how many good decisions you done made. When them fucking worst decisions come in, it's the end. It's the end all be all. You ever felt like that? Like <laughs> it was just so easy for me to focus on when I fucked up. So easy for me to focus on when I messed up instead of me focusing on when I did do good. Um, and honestly, that's something that I still battle as I grow older. I will in a minute focus on where I fucked up. <laughs> And it's like, oh, it's so unhealthy because you'll never silence that voice. You'll never silence the voice of, you know, you are good enough. You'll never silence it the more you focus on the negative. So that's my little nugget I'll drop you. If you find yourself kind of like focusing on where you do stuff wrong, where you may have fucked up, honestly, it will never stop. You have to focus on what you have done which you did do, but also focus on why in the moment you might, you may have made that decision and why now you may say, ah, that's not a good, good, good. That wasn't a good decision or that wasn't a good call. I'll tell you with, um, time builds experience. Honestly, as you get older, your experience just kind of increases, you know, you go through stuff, but your mind damn changes things that you once thought was cool, not cool, you know? Um, and as I look back on my life, especially very early, and this is something I have to remind myself on all the time, the decisions I made when I was six, girl, I did a goddamn good job. Honestly, sometimes that, that kind of make me think like, damn, girl. And I, I have to remind myself of that because it's like, stop saying you ain't good at decision making. Just because somebody wasn't there to reassure you, bitch, let's look back. <laughs> you made all the right decisions. Let's look at where your life is going. You are making all the right decisions. Now, let me speak to my girls who feel like I just done fucked up. I, I fuck up in everything. Or I don't, I really don't make the right decisions. Guess what? There are some of you out there like that. And I'll tell you this. One thing about decision making, and I don't really know how to say this so that it sounds good, but you always have to learn. You always have to reflect. So if you notice in a moment that you fucked up, you didn't make the right decision, always reflect on why. What happened? Did I think with my heart? Did I think that I react and not think? What, what messed me up in this moment? Always look for that. It's always a learning. Life is all about learning. I'll tell you that right now. We ain't going to get through life if we don't learn how to get through life. Anything, things, I won't say this, we can always do better. 
honestly. So if you are a person listening to this, like, I made some horrible fucking decisions. Well, think back on them. Think about where you were in your life. Why do you think you made those decisions? Did those decisions serve you? They didn't. Why didn't they? And seek to look, make decisions that's going to serve you. Always think about, I tell my kids this, especially when I'm teaching children about how to make decisions. I tell them always look at the pros and the cons of a situation. In order to determine the pros and the cons of a situation, you have to be fucking honest. And a lot of times we lie to ourselves. That don't get you nowhere. So if you're going to weigh the pros and cons of a situation, just be goddamn honest with yourself. You don't know, oh, nobody honestly, but you owe yourself honesty. Because guess what? You can't lie to yourself. No matter how much you try to hide it, <laughs> it's not going to work. I was just talking to someone about that. I say that to say, I teach children, in order to learn decision-making, look at the pros and the cons of the situation, okay? Also, look at what the potential consequences will be if you make the wrong decision. Meaning, if you know this is something you want to do, and it may not sound all too right, and you gotta look, you gotta look at the consequences. Cause you gotta prepare yourself for that. Let me give you an example. My girlfriend, right? <laughs> Let me I'm gonna give y'all a quick little story story and then I'm gonna wrap this up. <laughs> My girlfriend pranked me one time, right? She came into the house. We got into it or some shit. And she came in, she said, Yeah, that's why I've been cheating on you anyway. Girl, she said that shit to me. I lost my shit. I lost it. I said, cheating on me. Bitch, you got me fucked up. I grew with and you got me after. Girl, all I could feel was in my mind, I'm like, all this stuff I done did for her, she got the nerve to cheat on me. But also in my mind, how the fuck then I didn't know? Like, how did this get over on me, okay? So these thoughts is going, my emotion is running high, all of this shit, right? So finally I said, now I'm the type, anybody like this, I got to call my mother to calm down. Like, <laughs> if I'm through the roof, we got to get my mother on the phone. And if she not on the phone, oh, Lord, you know, I'm really going to have to try to bring myself out of that. So, anywho, I called my mother, right? I'm in the house. I'm going off. I said, Mom, this bitch got me fucked up. She done told me she done cheated on me. Now, my mother on the other end, Natisha, calm down. Natisha, calm. <laughs> when somebody tell you calm down, do you ever calm down? <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I be wanting to calm down. So when somebody tell me calm down, I'll be focusing in so much on that. Like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Some people, that's a trigger word for them. Like, don't tell me calm down. Uh, don't tell me calm down. I'm going to turn it up. Anywho, my mother's on the other line. She's like, Natisha, calm down because she hear me going dead. I said, mom, this bitch got me fucked up. She got me fucked up, right? Mom, like, Natisha, I need you calm down. Remove yourself from the situation, all this other stuff, right? So I'm sitting here like, oh, man. I don't know what happened. Me and my mother end up getting off the phone. So in my head, this is what I said I'm about to do. I said, this bitch got me fucked up. I said, I'm about to go out there. I'm about to bust all the windows in her car. And I'm about to slash all four of them tires. Because she got me effed up. You want to cheat on me? You want to play me? Oh, girl, you crazy. As I'm feeling like I'm about to do this, I had to think about it. I said, Natisha, wait a minute now. And for all of you guys, I know I said my name is Nene, but my real name is Natisha. So I said, Natisha, think about this right quick. If you go bust all four tires, I mean, all her windows and slash all four her tires, what's going to happen after that? Here I go, girl, I don't give a shit. I said, nah, 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 nah. Think about it a little bit. I'm like, all right, people going to be looking. I'm like, somebody might call the police. I'm like, she might even call the police. This might even escalate. Like, this about to be bad. So I'm like, okay. 
that's the that's the cons. What's the pros of this? I'm like, I'm gonna feel better. She got me fucked up. She gonna have to pay for her stuff. She gonna know not to mess with me. All of these things, right? I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's the consequences? Like, what could possibly go wrong with doing this? And that was very important for me to think about. I said, ah, she probably called the police on me. Somebody probably called the police on me. I probably get locked up. You probably get some type of eviction notice. Like, I'm just thinking of all the potential consequences of me doing this. I said, so do you really want to do that? Like, I know you're going to feel better. And I know she got you fucked up. But given the consequences, do you really want, like, do you really want to go to jail? Do you really want to get a possible noise complaint, eviction notice? Do you really want people out there looking at you going crazy? Like, that's just drama. Do you really want that? And I'm like, no, nah, I really don't fucking want that. So I'm like, all right, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I had to talk myself out of that, right? I go back in the house. Here she go. Babe, it was a prank. Bitch, you got me. You got me. <laughs> nah, listen, for real. She like, it, I, it was a prank. Now I'm in this motherfucker going like, I know you ain't prank me. She like, nah, for real, but it's really just a prank. I'm like, a prank? Like, in my social voice, I'm like, do you know what I was just about to do? Like, do you know what was about to go on? She like, nah. So I'm spilling the beast to her, but I'm. A, this is what I'm trying to say. Do you see in that moment where I had to process what was really going on just because I was feeling one way, I was about to do something that could have really ended up bad for me especially after learning it was a motherfucking prank. Do you see what I'm saying? So when it comes to decision-making, there's a process. You have to walk yourself through that process honestly, okay? Um, People never really think about the consequences. People focus a lot on how they feel. And I want you to understand something, that feelings are only temporary. They last for like 90 seconds. They go away after that. So don't react. (laughs) <laughs> don't 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 react off how you feel and that's another uh topic we're gonna go into another day because we can get right into it bitch but anyway i hope that you guys enjoyed this it's time for me to wrap it up it looks as if this episode was almost 30 minutes and that's kind of cool um maybe it may be longer i don't know but i actually kind of like this a bit 25 minute only 30 minute podcast um that's kind of cool so i need a couple things i asked you the question in the beginning and this is how we got on this. It said, what's your idea of perfect happiness? I told you mine is just kind of believing in my abilities, lessening my self-doubt, lessening my worries, and kind of staying present in the moment, building my social supports, you know, as far as my family and friends. That's my perfect happiness because I really kind of put myself self a down a lot when I do not recognize my abilities, when I do not trust myself. So I want you guys to answer that comment in the comment section and i want you to think a little deep on that you know i could have vaguely answered that question but we're not doing that we building bitches okay (laughs) so i want you to tap into your thoughts and answer that question um and we'll go from there also tell me how you like this podcast did you enjoy it did you learn something if you did tell me what you learned like i would love to hear your thoughts and feedback this is kind of laxed or whatever. I really enjoyed this. I really did. You can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is at Nini Tanae. Um, I may be- build a purse of person. I may build a separate Instagram account, account specifically for this podcast, but I want to first gauge the engagement first. You know, I don't want to jump out there too fast because y'all might be like, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm trusting my abilities and I know I'm going to have people like, oh, girl, 
yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I got to turn you on listening to work. Or I got to, I mean, going to work, I got to turn you on when I'm cleaning. I got to turn you on when I need something to listen to. So I already know I'm going to get that type of feedback. We putting that shit into the air, period. Tell me also, I'm trying to name this podcast. I really like Building Bitches Podcast. I really like that. But do you think we should call it Let's Build Bitch? Now, I know some of you guys may be like, ah, oh, why we got to use the term bitches? Listen, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. At this point, I think a lot of people, when we be like, what's up, bitch? We don't mean it in a derogatory way. At this point, shit, we done turned it into a damn greeting. At this point, we done turned it into empowerment. At this point, it's that. So we ain't even got the meanings and implications on it. If you want to kind of deem it as that, then that's what you want to do. You clearly not listening because that's not what it is over here. But we building bitches over here. Period. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I really, really enjoyed this. Let me know all of your thoughts, comments, takeaways, all of that down below. I love you guys, and I'm going to see you soon. Bye, y'all.